0: Love, Hope, Radio.
1: We let, we let it go. We let it go last week. Tonight we won't. Tonight we won't. We finished tonight. Because we started tonight the way we're going to finish. Fast, physical, and out of control. And the bottom line is, it's our voice. We do that free, man. What is this? Woo!
2: Welcome everyone once again to a brand new show This is the RF Sports Radio Show I'm your host, RF We're back on uh, Of course, as you guys know, we change our times We're on five days a week now Congratulations, you got us five days a week Coming live to you on the the internet radio On Blog Talk Radio This is our Tuesday show Last night we had a special bowl game special We covered the uh, Chicken City Bowl We covered the Armed Forces Bowl and, of course, we previewed the Cotton Bowl as well. So if you haven't heard that show, go back and listen to that one. We had interviews from all the players, the coaches. Uh, we did a, a huge segment with some of our hometown guys right here from DeSoto with Cyrus, Tony, Garrick, and Vaughn. Uh, they were on the show yesterday. So go back and download that and check that one out. Without further ado, we're only on from 10 to 11 p.m. So let's get the show started. Let me bring on my co-host real quick. Royce, how you doing tonight, man?
3: Hello, Rodney, what's going on? I'm all bowled out, brother. I tell you what, I couldn't get enough bowl games, and I really enjoyed this past weekend. For those like Rodney said that missed the show, it was a great show. I suggest you go back and listen. It. We got a lot of inside scoops uh, from some of the players and the coaches, and it's just the whole uh, bowl atmosphere of a play here in the Metroplex. So uh, yeah, I'm great. doing great right now. How are you? I'm doing good. We're good. We're definitely glad to have you
2: on the show and to ride with us on these five nights a week. Now, tomorrow night, we're going to talk about the NFL, talk about the playoff picture. We're going to give our picks as well. We didn't do our picks right before the New Year, so we're going to make up for that on tomorrow's show. And then on Thursday, we'll be covering the Mavericks live when they take on Oklahoma City Thunder. So we're going to do a replay of our bowl game special. And then on Friday, uh, we'll be at the Cotton Bowl covering that live. So we'll be coming to you from there, and we'll be playing our uh, NFL pick show, uh, playoff show. So look forward to that. And I'm glad to come to you guys, of course, five nights a week. L- tonight, we have a huge deal tonight. We have a special guest tonight. Roy, she did a one-on-one interview with Antonio McDice for the San Antonio Spurs. He's going to wow. come on tonight and a- actually make a huge announcement. Uh, about his career and what he has going forward from the NBA. So we got that coming up. We're going to talk, of course, about two big subjects right here in the local Dallas-Fort Worth area. That's the Mavs and the Cowboys. The Mavs are in big trouble. We're going to talk about that. And we'll oh, talk about yeah. the Cowboys because they're in big trouble too. Right. So we got to talk about that. But before we get into the uh, Mavs and Cowboys, let's go ahead and recap and give you some of the top stories. Uh, from today, uh, big story breaking in Michigan. The uh, AD, the athletic director, says he has no decision right now, although all sources are pointing that Rich Rodriguez may be out as a coach of Michigan. Uh, Tom Cable, the coach from the Oakland Raiders, uh, he declined an option, so he's going to be out of right. coach at the uh, Raiders. That's going to be a coaching position that will be open. Uh, Marvin Lewis did sign an extension with the Bengals. So Marvin Lewis is going to get a chance to coach again in
3: Cincinnati, Royce. What do you think about that? Well, you know, uh, I like Marvin Lewis. I think he's an excellent coach. I think the expectation for this team was really high this year, and I don't know what happened. But, uh, you know, last year they made the playoffs. This year they didn't. I think they were given one more chance uh, to turn this team around. I'm looking for some big changes in Cincinnati. I look for that. They're not the same team. He'll probably change that team. It'll probably be a new-look bingo this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a new-look Bengals, I mean, you
2: got T.O. not going to be right. coming back, and Ocho Cinco may not come back either. So, yeah, of course, I, I, it's going to be a brand-new-look team. Yeah. There is a game going on right now, another bowl game, the Sugar Bowl, which features Ohio State, another Big Ten team, going against Arkansas, an SEC team. And right now, Ohio State's up 28 to 13. They're in the third quarter, about six minutes left. So we'll be keeping you guys posted on that game as that game starts to go on. Other big stories, uh, if you guys haven't heard, the Saints running back Ivory is going to the IR, so he won't be available for the game. And uh, Dwayne Wade has got the Heat red hot. They win their 19th win in the last 20 games. Wow.
1: Wow. Yeah,
2: so, so they're definitely going to
3: out. You know, they started out, everybody was talking about this team was so great. They wasn't jealous. Uh, apparently, the, the jail is, is working now. 19 in a row. That's got to be the best record uh, executive wins in a row, isn't it? Well, the yeah. I mean, they, they, a but they're, ni- right. they're 19 out
2: of 20, so they had a, one loss right. in there. Oh, okay. So it's kind of keeping okay. them from having the best record. But you're right, though. They're the hottest team in the NBA right now, without question. Without question they're the hottest team right. now right. another big story here locally the the um reports are coming out about the Rangers that are supposedly close to doing a deal with Adrian Beltre, and I'll get some particulars on that deal, and we'll we'll go over that as well later on the show, but apparently, uh Michael Young said he doesn't mind making room for Beltre. they can mean that Michael Young may move from third base to a uh d h row with the team. Nice. But Adrian Belcher is a great player, although he's been in the league for a long time. And he's kind of one of those players that kind of plays up to when he has a contract up and trying to get something done. So we'll keep you keep you guys posted on that. Before we get into our Mavs talk, we let's take a quick commercial break. Uh, we're going to have Rick joining us to talk about the Mavs. Of course, we got your interview with Antonio McDyess coming up later as well. So let's take a quick commercial break, get reset, and we'll be right back on the uh, R.S. Sports Radio Show. If you guys want to call in live, go ahead and line up the lines right now, 323-927-2906, and we'll be right back.
1: Calling all models. Model. Calling all actors. actors. All music artists. Music Calling artists. all comedians. comedians. And producers. I got producers. a question for you. Have you been having trouble finding gigs? And not just gigs, but paid gigs. Well, if that's you, look no further. Okay. We've got the perfect solution for your problem. Go to WeBookGigs.info right now. Okay. Sign up and create your profile. And let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get updates about shows and paid gigs sent directly to your personal I Twitter, like Facebook, email, and your phone. Now, the best thing about WeBookGigs.info is it's absolutely no cost to I sign up. That. So what are you waiting for? Don't delay. WeBookGigs.info right now. Right now. Hi, this is Pastor Monica Wallace. I want to personally invite you to Kingdom Encounter every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com slash kingdomencounter each and every Sunday at 5 p.m. Hear what the kingdom has to offer you and have your own encounter. That's blogtalkradio.com slash kingdomencounter Sundays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time with me, Pastor Monica Wallace, and may God bless you.
2: This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service? or a website, and you need more customers. Advertise with the fastest-growing internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by.
4: You know, it's, it's kind of crazy that, you know, uh, we've got a couple
0: of more days, and you know, that we'll all be completing. And, you know, who knows, you know, we might all be playing again. But, uh, you know, the only the only days that, you know, we are guaranteed are these last things together. So, uh, you know, we've just been trying to enjoy with each other and just take it day by
2: day and, you know, get this last win. And we're here with Von Miller, the RS Sports Radio Show, another local guy straight out of DeSoto, Texas. Talk a little bit about, you know, how it feels to come home and play this bowl game in front of a home crowd, you know. I mean, I, I'm a DeSoto guy, and, uh,
0: you know, growing up in
2: this area, it's, it's kind of hard enough to be a, a die-hard Cowboys fan. And, uh, you know, coming here and playing in a great stadium like this, playing in a, pre- a prestigious bowl like this, and it gets a great, you know, team like LSU, I mean, you really can't even put it into words. I just want to take it day by day and, you know, just see what we get and see what the score turns up at the end of the game. And, you know, hopefully we can get a win and bring it home to Aggie land. we do win. There was a, a Buckets Award winner, Vaughn Miller, with Texas A&M, talking a little bit about getting ready to play that uh, game in the Cotton Bowl on Friday night. Um, of course, in front of a home crowd, he's a local DeSoto guy. So I want to play a little bit of that out there for you guys. If you want to hear that interview in its entirety or hear any of the interviews we did from the bowl game special, make sure you go back and download the show and you can check those out. Let's get into some Mavs talk real quick, Royce, because the Mavs, I
3: believe, sir, are in trouble. Uh, Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really a weird season. They were doing so great with the chemistry of this team, and now I, I, I don't know what to expect because, They are, like you said, in big trouble, big trouble. And and it
2: all kind of started when Dirk went down, and Dirk now has missed his fifth straight game. Um, And since he's missed the game, we we went to – well, they had the home game with the Spurs, which me and you were at that game. And Karan Butler, we talked about him being the guy that has a step up, has 30 points that game, uh, though they did lose. And then they go to Milwaukee on the road – we find out before the game starts that Sean Marion has a a thigh contusion, a thigh bruise. How he got the bruise, I think it's still up in the air. I know it had to happen, yeah. of course, New Year's Eve or around that time. So who knows what right. happened? But he didn't play that game. And then in the first quarter, Karan Butler gets hurt. And if you heard, if you listen to it on the radio or listen, uh, saw the game uh, on TV, you could hear Karan Butler really kind of grimacing in pain, he was yelling in pain, so he knew it had to be something serious. He tried to play. Right. We ended up limping off of the court and we find out yesterday, or actually today, officially, that he's out for the entire season. Um right. Sean Murray did come back and play one game that did win against Cleveland on the road and they just won tonight against Portland. So they they're winning these they're beating these teams but let's talk first about this Caron Butler injury, Royce. I mean what is your initial well, thoughts that, about Koran being out for the season? I mean, it's got to be a huge blow
3: against the Mavs. Well, uh, up until now, I consider uh the second best player on the team because he had really stepped up. Uh, he was averaging. Uh, his average was going up in every game. Uh matter of fact, the night, the night Dirk didn't play, he, he uh, hit a 30 point. And I was counting on him, and most people would count on him to put up the slack you know, while Dirk was out, but him going down, being the second-best player on the team, mm-hmm. wow, that's 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 going to be really huge. You know, it really is. But, yeah, he uh, officially with, had with, a surgery today for a torn uh, patella tendon um, right. in his knee. Right. The good thing about this is early in the season, uh, the, everybody but Karan has a chance to heal and come back, and we really want him end of the playoffs. So maybe they can get the nagging injuries out of the way and be uh, fully recovered come playoff time. So, But it's a big blow to the to the team and to the organization. Yeah. Let's bring on, uh, uh, of course,
2: our, our, our uh, co-rider with us that rides all the way with us, has been riding with us, and that's Rick. I'm going to bring him on real fast because I want to get his thoughts on uh, the Karan Butler injury, number one. And, and your initial thought about him being injured and out for the season, do you think there's any chance? With that type of surgery, with a torn patella tendon in the knee, is there any way he could possibly make it back for the playoffs?
0: Uh, You know, I really don't – I can't say a whole lot about patella tendon. I don't know if it allows you to to bend, go forward, side to side. You know, I'm not really sure what that that injury is all about. I have to, you know, read a little bit more, but – you know, it's a it's a big blow for the Mavs is what I could tell you. It's a very big blow for the Mavs. You know, uh Karam Butler was that one guy that always played, you know, with that aggressiveness that you need uh when you're playing a basketball game. He played he, he played that way consistently. It's almost like he only knows one way to play whether he's having a good game or a bad game. Right. You know, so right. the Mavs are really going to be missing that. You know, yes, they are expecting you know uh, Bob White to 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 come back, but you know he's not going to be able to supplement what Karan does. Bob White pretty much just gives you one position, you know, and Karan right. can play the two or the three. You know, he can defend right. bigger guys. Right. You know, so the Mavericks, my friend, have just become buyers in the trade market. Right. They have just yeah, I become agree. buyers. But let's talk
2: a little bit about the way this team is made up now. They did win tonight. Uh, And, of course, on Sunday night, too, one of their leading scores from tonight and from Sunday night, their their two wins uh, without Dirk has been Deshaun Stevenson. So let's talk a little bit about who's going to be the guy to step up. I know Dominic Jones did come back on the team. He played well when he was playing in Frisco under uh, Nancy Lieberman, averaging about 18 points a game. But he came back, he had a decent game on Sunday. Didn't really do too much tonight. But Deshaun Stevens has been a, a guy to kind of step up. Is that the guy we're looking for to be the person that steps in and be the contributor that Karan was for the team? Well, I mean, the he's be, go ahead. I'm sorry. Wait, go ahead, Rick. Well,
0: you
2: know, he, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to
0: do something. You know, he, he can't just you know, come in and supplement what Karan does either, because you know a lot of times they had both of those guys on the court at the same time. Right. You know right. that right. that was that was a big part of their defensive uh, process out there. You know, so they the Mavericks are gonna have to fill that hole some way. You know, good for Deshaun Stevenson if he can keep if he can continue to give you you know twelve thirteen points or a big nineteen points like he did tonight. You know, eighteen. Don't expect that every night. But if he can give you a solid 12, you know, 10 points, the Mavs may be able to to recover a little bit with some of the other players that they have. They just won't be able to get the complete package. You know, they're going to have to have guys do that by committee. You know, he was a guy that could, again, he could shoot the ball, he could defend bigger guys. So, you know, they, they're they going to have to go out and get somebody.
2: Russ, what do you think? I mean, who's going to be the guy going to step up on the team as
3: it is right, right. now? Well, I, I agree with Rick. Uh, you know, Stevenson was put in for, for defensive purposes. He did start. Uh, he was one of the starters, but I think that he always uh, was uh, on the best player on the other team. That was his job, you know, which role which he played very well. He was a good defender. Uh, right. We know he's capable of uh, – uh, he's an excellent shooter. He's capable of hitting 20, 25 points a game, but that's not his role now. He has a different role to play. Now he has to be more of a yeah. scorer to take that slack up from from Dirk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, 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 I'm hoping Jason Terry will step up. Of course, now we've seen him go cold in three quarters and just come alive in the fourth quarter. Uh, so the dynamics of this team is going to, have to change. I'm interested to see what Carlisle is going to do. But the mm-hmm. question is, are they going to go on the waiver wire? Are they going to go looking for somebody to replace yeah, right. that that's the big right. question, you know, what what, what yeah, does the organization do next? That is the big question, and you mentioned, uh, Rick, Roddy
2: B coming back. Roddy B right. was, was supposed to come back, you know, after he got hurt during the preseason. They thought he would come back by October. But now we're getting right. into January, pretty soon we're getting to February. Yeah, he made it back yet, yeah he's so. been out a while, For a long yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Right. For right. a long time, so – And we talked to Roddy B, I think think it was that first week of the season around that time, and he was already starting to kind of work out and get his legs under him. He did kind of play a little bit with the Frisco team, but apparently he's he's so far away from getting on the the court, maybe that's the only guy we can expect to come back in time for the playoffs to do anything. Right, Um, right. And, of course, they got the rookie, Dominic Jones, from South Florida. We don't really know. He's not proven yet right now. And one thing I wanted to ask you guys about, because I respect your opinion, is Dirk is missing his fifth straight game uh, with this knee problem, this sore knee, whatever the case may be. Now, is there a rush to try to bring Dirk back, or do we need to just say, hey, we lose a couple of games, so be it, but let's let Dirk get real rested because we're going to have to rely on him a lot for the playoffs. And, Royce, do you think they should rush him back, or or should we just kind of take our time with Dirk? I,
3: I I say take your time with Dirk because uh, the, the, the object now is just to make the playoff, whether you're the number six seed or the eighth seed. And that's where we need Dirk to be up in the playoffs. You know, it's a big different game when you reach the playoffs. And uh, I'm hoping that they take their time and let him heal. Of course, now they let Roddy take a long time healing back, hopefully, when he comes back. But I think they uh, didn't uh, quite give us the seriousness of his injury because. You know, at the conversation we had, we expected him back maybe a month or two. But it, apparently it's taken a lot longer. I don't know if it's a setback and it's a recovery. But definitely let Tirk, Dirk take his time and come back. And I don't know how bad it is or we don't know the seriousness of it. But whatever time it takes, you really need him in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's got to be Dirk for the playoffs, uh, a healthy Dirk for the playoffs. Rick, right. what do you think? You think now that maybe – they'll put more pressure on Dirk to come back faster? Uh, What do you think is going to happen with Dirk and his injury?
0: Well, the good thing for the Mavs is Dirk has always been a a quick healer, you know, so they probably don't have to worry about him being out, you know, too long. Uh, You know, for me personally, anybody that has an, an injury, you know, I think you should wait the full process and let that injury heal, you know, before you come back and do more damage, you know, and that's in any sport, you know. So if if I had to make a decision, of course I would hold them out. But I don't think the Mavs are gonna do that. I think the Mavs are gonna panic really. I think the Mavs are gonna ignore the fact that they've come out and they've won, you know, you know, twelve, thirteen, however many games it was that they won in a row, you know, and beat teams that was on, you know, consecutive streaks and they're still and they just won tonight. I think they're gonna ignore that and try to rush Rush Dirk back, you know they want to keep building on the lead that they have in fear of digging themselves a hole.
2: And they got some key games coming up. That's why I want to ask about Dirk, they got Oklahoma City uh, coming in on Thursday, and then on the eighth they have uh, Orlando coming to town too. So they got some huge games coming up. So I don't know. Like you said, they could push the panic button. Excuse me, they could push the panic button and try to get Dirk back as quick as possible. The other thing I want to point out too is they, they've been behind the Spurs by one game at one time before Dirk right, got hurt. Right, now they're right. three games back on the Spurs at twenty six and eight, Spurs at twenty nine and five. And if you look at the whole Western Conference, you got a whole slew of teams that are just three games back on the Mavs. You got the Lakers at twenty three and eleven, Utah at twenty four and eleven. Oklahoma City is even twenty three and thirteen, so that's why I wanted to ask about rushing Dirk back. Because honestly, you could lose a lot of position in this time period when Karan's going to be out for the year, and Dirk's not playing. So with that taking into consideration, how the, how close they are to, or how they close they are to other teams in their division, should Dirk should we be pushing Dirk back to come back as soon as Thursday?
0: Well, me personally, I think that's exactly why you know they're going to do it. I think Dirk will be back. If he's not back, you know, for the next game, he certainly won't miss two more. You know, I don't, I don't think the Mavs will allow him to do that. You know, reason being, look at the game that they played tonight. They went out and they played well and they beat a team really that they were supposed to beat. But and not to mention, they were supposed to beat this team without Dirk. You know, the Mavs had without their talent right. to beat this team without Dirk, but it was right. such a close game. It such a close game. I mean, it was down to the wire. Different people like Deshaun Stevenson stepping up and having to put in points. I don't think the Mavs are real confident in that. You know, the Mavs are going to they're gonna right. work their back as fast as they can.
3: Right. I guarantee you. One thing about Stevenson, he doesn't think shot first. He'll pass before he shoots. Uh, do you think this team uh, make a trade? Uh, do you that think they go out and try to get somebody? That, that was All my right.
2: next question, Royce. You hit the nail on the head. Because I want to know, do they make a trade? And if they make a trade, how attractive is Carmelo Anthony looking right now? I mean, that oh, okay. they could be their second guy, that other scorer. I mean, how attractive is Carmelo right now, Rick? If you if you're a team like the Mavs that are looking to make a trade,
3: well,
0: just for the record, you know, Carmelo Anthony coming to Dallas has always looked great. You know, yeah, this yeah. This, 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 yeah. don't, this don't make no difference in that, okay? Carmelo, he is what he is. You know, it would be really nice if the mask could pull that off, but, you know, I don't see any way that they could they could do that, you know, and I don't know that Carmelo even has interest in coming here. But it, it would be nice for them to to go out and, and get them a nice swing man. I can't exactly say who because I don't know who's available. I know one thing that they have working in their favor is that Karambella, I believe, is in the last year of his contract. You know, so right. they can actually use, they can dangle this piece, you know, if they, if they, if they wanted to, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly, you know, if he's got the possi- if, if it's possible for him to come back, I think they can still trade him, but if they put him on IR, I don't think they can,
4: you know, yeah. but
0: they don't have to worry about that money next year, so they can go ahead and commit themselves to some money right now.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if, if they made the trade for Carmela. They're going to have to give up somebody. and, and who Well, you that's fine. Up? But at, at this point, right. isn't everybody, can't you give up anybody?
2: At this point, I mean, you, you know you're not going to have Karam Bella for the rest of the season. And you know his contract you know, will going to be up at the end of the season. And on top you know of that, Dirk ain't be. going
0: nowhere. You know Dirk ain't going nowhere. Well, of course. Keep, of course. Tyson, of course. Keep, right. tight, keep Tyson Chandler just because he's been such a beast you in the middle. To. Right. And right. don't do right. in case of right. kid. Don't move Jason Kidd. Anybody else is for so, sale now. So everybody's right. expendable
3: except those three. I, 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 I agree. I agree. But how? what does that do for the nucleus and the makeup and the charisma this team has already, you know, had? You know, like we talked about jelling together, you know, with Miami just yeah, yeah. break up the, you know, the, the, the chemistry of the team. You know, and you have to look at all aspects of it. And believe well, it or not, but, but, Mark Cuban has a big decision to make. Well, he
2: that's does. a good point because I think when Karan came in, we thought he would be really an immediate fix. Right. The, if we see that he had had time to kind of jail with that team. The Mavs, right. before everyone got hurt, were the best team to me in the NBA. I mean, they were number I one agree. in our I power rankings. Right. Right. They were number one in right. our power rankings before all this happened. And now that it has happened, I think they have to go after a guy like Carmelo. I think it just has to be done because, I mean, who else are they going to have out there to, to take up, you know, 25 points, 10 rebounds? Right now the rumor right. that's going around the NBA is they're looking at a guy like Steven Jackson. I mean, if they do right. get Steven Jackson, what do you all think about him coming and his chemistry with the team? I know he's a, he's a Texas guy, but, you know, Steven right. Jackson ain't the always the, the, the calm-headed guy in the huddle.
3: Right.
0: But, but the guy not, can't, you shoot.
3: Know, he, he can't yes, shoot. He can't shoot. can <laughs> Yeah, he can score. He can he, can, and he can
0: defend. He can defend too. He's a, he's a six six guy. You know, he's long. You know, he can he right. could defend. And I mean, his game isn't isn't really the issue. You know, he allowed to come right. to the mask and scare everybody right. on the team.
2: Yeah, All right. <laughs> well, we are getting some fan reaction uh, from the chat room. Someone actually just okay. texted in the chat room, Trey Dirk. So <laughs> so apparently <laughs> <so, Nah>, <laughs> uh, we got uh, some well, fans might- out there that are really panicking right now. <laughs> Really, really. Right, they they,
0: yeah. they they can hang that up right there and you right. know and if yeah, they're not coming they're, back with LeBron James or nobody like that, whichever whichever right. fan text that in, they need to give me some of whatever they right. drinking. Right. <laughs> and
3: if you trade Dirk, you have to bring Michael Jordan back. That's my, my <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> right, 'cause I I you know, he he's that type of player. But uh the thing is, uh they do have a big decision to make. Uh Jackson would be probably be a good fit for this team, uh, and the question is, do we let this team go on with the players they have? And you know, we we actually writing the rest of these guys off. You know, they yeah. they did lose two games, but they did be poor tonight. And who knows what what they have may work. You know, it just yeah. may work. They're making just do nothing.
2: Well. I think right. I think they played they played the Spurs really really close, but right. remember that Karan Butler hit thirty that game. That's right. that's Indeed. gone now. That's gone for the rest of the right. season. So I think right. they have to right. make a move. Right. They have to do right. something. Yeah, they
0: have to do. Right. Something. Right. Yeah, they have, to do something. have to. They played right. these games without without those players and without and without um um Dirk as well. Got beat right. by Milwaukee and they played a real close right. game with with Portland. J.J. Burrell, we talked about it the other day. J.J. J. J. Burrell had to hit 29 points for him. If J.J. Yeah, J. Right. Burrell hit yeah. 29 points for you, yes, give J.J. J. J. Burrell credit. But the only right. reason why he did that is because ain't nobody else on the team hit nothing. nothing.
3: Right. You're nothing. right. You're right. Nobody. Nobody. Uh, Jason Terry wasn't his normal self. You know, he was missing shots. But, you know, uh, I, I don't know if they're going to have a wait-and-see attitude, but like you said, somebody – has to step up. Is it going to be Stevenson? You know, uh, who is it going to be? Somebody off the bench. Is Jason mm-hmm. Terry going, going to take on that role? Uh, but if somebody has to step up, without anybody doing that, they are in deep trouble. Uh, yeah, Kobe, yeah. You know, you got to do what's best for the team, whether it's Trey, uh, uh somebody stepping up. But I'm pretty sure he, he, he's expecting somebody to step up. You know, it's time to it's time it's your time to shine, as they say. You know,
0: so yep. uh, well, yeah. Well, that's. And, you. And, and, and in my opinion, I certainly think they should. You know, make a move, and I know you mentioned earlier they could do it. Maybe they could do it, and and it's very possible for them to do that. It's 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 right. very possible. I just don't see that that aggressive personality out there. You know that you right. gotta right. have that. You know, and I don't I don't really see it. You know, Dirk is what right. he is. You know, yes, so, right. you know, in my opinion, I would say make a move. But it's possible, you know, for them to to be able to do it with what they have. If Stevenson could keep playing, and we don't know nothing about Dominique Jones, maybe this is right. his turn. Yeah, I right. know that's,
2: that's, that's the other x factors too. So we'll have to see. We'll be there uh, Thursday night when they take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. So we'll be able to ask the players directly exactly about what we're talking about and what their expectations are so I'll be interested to find that out. If you guys have a question that you want us to ask, any of your Excellent. favorite Mavericks players or any of the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder players, email us at radio at and We'll definitely ask your question and get your reaction uh, from your favorite player. Let's take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back. We're going to debut your interview with Antonio McDice and talk a little bit to him about uh, his plans uh, as far as his NBA career goes. And then, of course, we got to talk about our Cowboys, And, um, and of course, the wrap-up for the NFL season. You're listening to the RF Sports Radio Show now on five nights a week from 10 to 11 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. And we'll be
0: right back.
2: This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm here live with my good friend, CEO and creator of LawApps.com, Jared Rice. Why don't you let everyone know exactly what LawApps.com is?
4: It's a mobilized version of an So that people can access the site on mobile phones, like smartphones, whether it be HTC, iPhone, Android, Blackberry, or Palm, or any Windows-based system.
2: So why does an attorney need LawApps.com? Well, if you have a regular website and people are pulling it up on their mobile phone,
4: obviously they can't see it. So if you don't have a mobilized version of your site, you're missing out on millions of customers. And, you know, for business, that's not a good thing, especially in 2011.
2: So what's the best way for people to get in contact with LawApps.com?
4: Go to our website at LawApps.com, and apps is spelled with a Z on the end, not an S. Or they can give us a call at our toll-free number, at 1-888-974-6784. Uh, that's 1-888-974-6784.
2: And it's LawApps.com, L-A-W-A-P-P-Z.com. Get your law firm out of the dark ages this is rf with the rf sports radio this is rf with the rf sports radio show do you have a business a product a service or a website, and you need more customers. Advertise with the fastest-growing internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by. And we're back live on our Tuesday show with the R's Sports Radio Show. I'm your host RL. We're getting ready to get into a, a quick interview with Antonio McDyess. Interview that Royce was able to do against uh, uh, the San Antonio Spurs and the Mavs. He's to go to the San Antonio Spurs here in Dallas, and uh, he made some some real, real good comments about what he plans his career to be after basketball and what he wants to do as well. Royce, once you set everything up and let people know exactly how you got a chance to meet him and and how good of a
3: guy he was. You know, right, right in the locker room, uh, one of the players I did want to talk to, can you turn the music down in the back? Background, okay. Uh, one of the thing, One of the players I did want to talk to was Antonio McDice. I, I've been watching him. He's been with four different teams. Everywhere he's been, he's been an asset. He's one of my favorite guys. If I had to pick a team and we were choosing, he'd be one of the, top three, four guys I picked because the guy does contribute everywhere he goes. He's awesome on the board. He has, a, has a, a long career in the NFL, and if you want to go ahead and run an interview, I did ask him about his plans for after basketball, and uh, you'd be surprised if down
2: okay. And this is uh, the interview with Royce and Tony McDice talking about the NBA and, and uh, his career afterwards. <laughs>
4: i uh, take a break. Take a break.
2: McDyess
3: uh, live at Royce. Royce, I know the audio was kind of, kind of muffled and kind of low. Once you let it, right. we know exactly room. what you guys right. talked about. Okay, we were in the locker room. It was kind of loud. You know, they had just won a game. Well, what he said at the beginning that he had been with this team last year, and, and, he, and he told me that these guys have really jailed well. That's why they're playing so good. The contributions from George Hill has been exceptional. You know, they, they, he's really stepped it up. And I asked him, uh, he said he's been with four different teams uh, since he's been playing. I think he said he's been in the league 16 years. And I asked him uh, what was his plans after basketball. He announced to me that this would be his last year. He wanted to continue on playing next year. And I asked him uh, was he planning on going into the broadcast booth like most of the other guys after they ended their basketball career. (laughs) And he stated that uh, he, he wanted to go back. And mentor, mentor young kids, and maybe get a job coaching in a high school or elementary school. And I thought that was real admirable of the guy. He wants to go back and give back to you know the community and the young players and young guys and kind of mold and mentor those. So you don't hear many players say that. that he has had a long career for a basketball player. I mean, fourteen to sixteen years is quite a long time. So I've always. Bob McNight, he's a real nice guy. If you ever get a chance to meet him, he's real down to earth. And uh, actually, we were sitting down laughing and joking during the interview. He's he's a great guy.
2: Yeah, I think that was great for him to say that. You know, you know he wants to doesn't want to get into the booth, doesn't want to get on ESPN, but wants to go back and teach these guys in high school and then show them exactly what to expect when they leave uh, high school right. too. Uh, so I thought that was good. That was a good interview, Ross. Right. Okay. Sorry, it's so muffled, but uh, they were yeah. Really it, was, win. It, was, <laughs> right. it was it was kind of muffled. We, we were using some older equipment when we did that particular interview. Uh, but of course, you guys got a chance to hear him announce his retirement live on the RS Sports Radio Show. Rick, what do you think about Tony McDyson, Some of the stuff he had to say.
0: Well, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm amazed. I mean, out of out of all the things that he could have possibly said that that he could do. You know, the things that could come out of, you know, 400 other NBA players and, right. you know, he comes out and says that he wants to go back and, and and coach high school basketball and teach these guys, you know, what to look forward to. You know, just like you said, how admirable is that? You know, that right. that really goes to show to the type of man, the, the character, the courage that he's right. got, you know, because right. it takes yeah. courage to go back and do stuff like that, you know, and to be yeah. able to – you know, face your other your other friends that are out, you know, partying and buying clubs and doing this, that, and the other, you know, and making tons of money still and he goes back and, you know, coach at a high school or something, you know. That's a, I mean, really good guy right there. Really good guy. Yeah. I've always respected yeah. Antonio McDice. I agree. He's always contributed no matter where he's been. You know, at one point he was a scorer, but he's always been a solid rebounder, you know, and you know, you you can't Go wrong with having him on your team. Yeah, All you right. can't go All wrong. Right. I
2: agree. I agree. Great guy. Great guy. Well, let's take a quick uh, commercial break, real yeah. fast, thirty second break. We'll come back and we'll talk about the Cowboys and the NFL here live on the RS Sports Radio Show.
1: All- New release from Rifleman, Man Smoke in the City. Smoke available the now. City. Album features GoFly, Make Him, Kim Jack, 20, and the 20, Grit Boys 20, 20. with Many, many other, also featuring production from Super it's Producer, none other than Big, Crit, Big available Chris, available now at all of your favorite online retailers, iTunes, Amazon, Napster, Rhapsody, 7 Digital, E-Music, and every other major online retailer that you can think of, don't wait, go pick up smoke in the city now, it's, it's blazing. blazing, it's cause you don't know real, other
2: of a drug I live through that, And we're back live on our sports radio show, getting ready to get into our last segment of the show. And, callers, if you're listening, if you want to get in on this talk live, go, uh, just dial 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. Let's bring uh, Royce and Rick back on the program. we got to talk about the other local team that's in a bunch of trouble right now, and I think they're in some deep trouble too. And that's got to be the Cowboys. The Cowboys wrap up their season on a one-point win, 14-13 to over the Philadelphia Eagles, a win. And, honestly, guys, they were playing a practice squad. I mean, they're playing right, a bunch right. of second-teamers, right. third-teamers. And playing, although they, they did players. have a, that third-string quarterback in the game, but everybody else was a starter. The starters looked good yeah. in a lot of plays, but, of course, the offense couldn't put up a lot of points.
4: Right.
2: They weren't playing against Michael Big. Didn't have to worry about him. So you can kind of take that win as you will, uh for whatever reason, but the big story with the cowboys is what they're gonna do in the offseason. season, and we think we all we're all kind of waiting for what was gonna happen and uh, I put out a story on the blog on r f sports radio dot blogspot dot com about jerry uh being getting ready to interview other candidates for the head coaching job, but during his interview, he made a slip up and uh, kind of let the cat out of the bag by how he was living for the head coach's job. And
0: Rick, you heard those comments. Absolutely, I did. And and <laughs> it was funny because, you know, the 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 reporters were asking him several questions about what he, you know, planned on doing and then he talked about, you know, things like the Rooney rule and things of that nature and, and um how important it was to for him to interview other candidates. You know, but I remember one of the reporters asked him about what about, um, you know, your offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator positions, you know. And and Jerry slipped up and said that Jason would have input on that. And those are the words that he used. Jason will have input on that, you know. So that pretty much tells me, you know, in, in Jerry's mind, that the decision is already made. You know, uh, word got out that they was going to be letting out a a press release just to announce that they would have a press conference within the next couple of days, you know. So he's going to go through the interviewing process like he should, you know. But, you know, his mind is already made up, and I I think he's going to go ahead and move forward with Jason Garrett.
2: And they said they did interview – I can't think of the guy's name, but they did interview someone – and Valley Ranch today, I believe the linebacker coach from Minnesota, to satisfy the Rooney rule. Uh, so they did get that part out of the way. Yeah. But Royce, let me ask you something. You he heard Jerry slip up. You he heard what he said. Now looking yeah. at Jason Garrett's whole body of work, you know, from the time he came to Dallas as the offensive coordinator to his short eight-game span as a head coach, does Jason
3: Garrett or did he earn the right to be the head coach next year? You know, Rodney and Rick, I wanted so much. I never told y'all this, to root for the Cowboys, but they gave me so little to root for I Put alone, I'm I, I, I I'm not a Jason Garrett fan. It's uh, Jerry's decision. I think he's still under the impression that he built this great team. But, uh, you know, that's not just a great team yet to have, but yet to have great leadership. And I, I don't see that in Jason Garrett. It's kind of hard to start out one way and then all of a sudden change and you this hard, tough guy that's going to practice and pass. That's the case, he should have spoke up a long time ago because I think he had the power to go to Jerry. Any time the way Phillips is doing anything, he never did that. So uh, leaving on that note, I'm going to leave that uh, discussion to you two guys because you all know how I feel about it. But just (laughs) to be on the record, I wanted so much to root for the Cowboys But after the first couple of games, they gave me so little to look forward to. Rick, let me ask you, man. I mean, do you think
2: Jason Garrett has done enough of his whole body of work to earn the right to be the head coach next year? You know, looking at
0: his whole body of work, including what he did um, in his eight games as a head coach of the Cowboys, I think he's earned the right to do so. You know, and I say that because I think he's earned the right to be a head coach in general. You know, he can be a head coach anywhere else in the, in the NFL, you know, so why not here? You know, me, me personally, I'm not, I'm not opposed to Jason Garrett being, you know, the head coach of the Cowboys. You know, I've seen him do good things on offense. I've, he's always put up numbers pretty much. You know, I really think if they can just shape up the defense to where the defense is consistent, you know, the Cowboys will be all right. Cowboys would be all right. I don't. I have no problem really with Jason Garrett being the head coach. Now he's not my first pick. He's not who I would go and get. I would go throw the money at Cow, you know. But you know, I wouldn't have a problem with Jason Garrett at all.
2: My my thing, uh, and, and and I'm a huge Cowboy fan. So let me just say that first. I don't feel like he's done enough to earn the job, and and because I, I'm looking at the fact that they were one and seven at the beginning of the season, and he was a part of their coaching staff. The same changes he made about putting on pads, being you know not being late to practice, he could have took that same attitude towards at least the offense when he was there, and I think that part of being a head coach, he had to be able to motivate the offense and the defense, and the offense still put up a ton of numbers, but the defense still allowed them to do a lot. Uh, do a lot as well. I think he I think he had the chance to really make whatever roster changes he wanted to make, whoever players he wanted to start. I think he had a better chance to do that during that 8 game stretch than he would next year and I didn't see him do anything as far as changing the roster moves, holding anyone accountable and we talked about the other day about the whole deal with Marion Barber taking his helmet off, getting the penalty. He didn't do anything really about that except ignore him for a little while on the sidelines. A lot of people felt like he should have benched Marion Barber for at least a couple of series to get his message across. He didn't do anything then. I think he'll never have an opportunity to make the kind of roster moves and changes like he had during that eight-game stretch next year. And Jerry needs somebody to come in there and be a – a roster guy, some kind of coach that he can respect to listen to in that in that evaluation room when they get ready to draft. And Jason Garrett has done nothing to me to really prove that other than taking the talent that Jerry's given him and make it work. But maybe Jerry wants a guy like Jason Garrett that doesn't have a say so like that, is not known to be a, a player or a roster type of guy, so he can control him
0: and give him That's the players I mean. and let Jason Garrett do what he wants to do. That's that. That's exactly what I think. I think Jerry wants a player, wants a coach like that, you know. And I, I you know, we, and none of us could really say, you know, what what did he say in the locker rooms? You know, I, I don't know his care. I don't know him as a person. And you know, maybe he's the type of person that didn't want to. Uh, he's following protocol. He didn't want to step on the, the head coach's toes. Maybe he told the head coach, you know, and the head coach wasn't, a, wasn't, you know, didn't agree with him. Right. You know, who knows? Right. But once he, once he took over the reins, you know, it started happening. And for some reason, they started playing. I don't know what it was, you know. I don't know what it was. Me personally, I think the, the players should have been professional enough to play that way anyway. But for some reason, they started playing and they started winning. You know, they started beating teams that, you know, people didn't expect them to beat you know now they did have their letdown games but we all right. saw the games and we all felt like those letdown games the defense right. should have done this or the defense should have done that you know some of the okay. things that he doesn't necessarily have control over right now well he's got control but he's not mindful of those things yet because he just took over the head coaching reins you know okay uh, you know and then when you say a personnel guy you know, I give you that. You know, I can't disagree with you there. There's better guy, better personnel guys out there. Jason Garrett's been on winning teams before. You know, I could ride on that, you know, with hope that he should know what type of players to go and get. You know, what type of players did you play with? What type of backups did you have? What type of corners did you have? What type of safety did you have? This, that, and the other. I mean, because he's seen it. We can't talk about the man's experience. We know that he's seen it. Okay,
3: let's, let, let, let's look at it like this, and this is my opinion. Okay, we, we, at the end of the season, do you look back on the last eight games or you, do you look back at the whole season period? And that that's why I'm looking at the whole season. I'm not looking at the last eight games. Nobody expects this team to go 0-16. I, mean, I mean, you knew mm-hmm. that the Cowboys mm-hmm. were going to win some games. You knew they were going to sure. win no, games period. And you you expect them to lose all the games. I give that credit to the game that they were going to win anyway during the season, automatic, anyway. But I'm looking at the whole season. You still – something drastically has to change with this team because the, what you had wasn't working. We looked at the same team for the last three years, and the end result has been no playoff, one playoff appearance, and no bowl wins. Do you ride yeah. with the same team, or do you actually just shake things up? And I think yeah. you start from the top down. Mm. You, got, you had 13 point. pro bowlers yeah. a year ago. So, actually, how can you have 13 pro bowlers with such a lousy record?
2: And you have 5 wrong uh, somewhere.
3: This, you have right, you five, have
2: five pro bowlers this somewhere. Most than, most than any other NFL team at the right, right. now. They have more pro bowlers right. than the Patriots, and they only won six right. games. Right. Uh, let right. me bring so, let me bring on a caller real quick. I know Chris has been waiting on the line for a while. Um, I think we may have lost Chris here. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, I think we did lose him. And uh, just to ask you guys, because Royce, you brought up a good point. They could have won. They could have won six and ten. Underweight. Of course, we didn't think they're going right. to lose every game. But that's, right. that brings right. up a good point. But let me ask you guys real quick before we go. They got to be some better options out there. And if they are better oh, options yeah. out there, what, what are the
0: better options? Easy. Cowers out there, <laughs> Dungy's out there. Right. you got better options. Right. You know, but the question is, will they work for Jerry, you know, and if Jerry would even go out and get those players, knowing what type of, of, of control that he's going to have to give up, you know. Okay, but if, there, the if there are
2: if – we, if we can all agree that there are better options out there for head coaches, why is Jerry not going after the better options?
0: Jerry's That's been my Jerry. why, is, why, why is
2: he not taking the time to go after the better options? That's
0: Jerry Jones. He don't, he don't.
3: Right. That's Jerry Jones. He still wants his finger on this team. You know, he wants to make the decision about who plays, who doesn't play. And I'm pretty sure he has probably sent some plays down, bro, or uh, put this guy in or run this play. You know, he, he needs to relinquish control. Somewhat to the coach because really the coach is the closest thing to the players. And he, he knows he's the closest person on the field. He knows what, what works best. Jerry needs to stick to the business end of the deal. Uh, having said that, this team apparently that he has now with the 13 pro bowlers, uh, Tony Romo, I assume is coming back as quarterback, has yeah, he failed be. to get the job done. So, Huh? I'm not gonna ride with the same team you have to you gotta do something drastic. Break up this team, trade somebody, go after somebody dead, uh oh, somebody I yeah. You have to start with the head coach. The best player I saw on this team this year was a rookie. Yeah. It was Dez Bryant to me.
2: I, I, I had to give somebody, so you,
3: you have to give out an M V P for the Cowboys
1: season. Bryan.
2: It's gotta be Dez, Bryan. it's gotta be John Kidna. I mean, got to be one of those two. They were the two right. best right. players throughout the – if you look at the whole season. A I whole mean, John Kendall got more wins than Romo did, and he did, he only played half okay. a season. Uh, of course, he played more games than Romo. Right.
0: But, and, but the and, thing and is – And Ware, DeMarcus and Ware DeMarcus
2: DeMarcus the had a great season. Right, right. He was the only player that came
0: and, and showed up in that last game. When you go out there right. and look at it, now, granted, they playing against second-teamers, but DeMarcus went out there and showed them, you can't play these boys against me. Mm. Right. You can do what you want and, to with, I, with everybody else. You can't do that with me.
3: And if y'all remember the beginning of the season, this team was picked to be the number one in the NFC and picked to go to the Super Bowl. They were, they dead, they last. were. dead last. Dead mm. last. Now, another thing I want to bring up to you guys
2: them. is that uh, Jason Garrett made some comments uh yesterday. A reporter got a chance to ask him what he was gonna do if he does become the head coach and he said he would still maintain his his uh job of offensive coordinator, so he'll still be calling all the plays. And so he'll be a head coach and offensive coordinator. Now, if you look at over history, this does not work. Most of the Super Bowl right. winning coaches, coaches with good right. records have an offensive right. coordinator and a right. defensive coordinator. And speaking of defensive coordinators, I hear Wade Phillips might get the job in Houston as a defensive coordinator. What they, wow, they could use one. <laughs> they, they could use, use somebody. Right. They could use right. somebody. But let me ask you real quick, Rick, what do you think about Jason Garrett, you know, having being an offensive coordinator and a head coach? I mean, would you rather have a head coach that can can oversee everything and try to and try to be focused on being a head coach of a football team and not focus on the offense only?
1: If it was
0: me personally, that's what I would do. I would be the head coach and have you know two assistants to do that. You know, but when you're looking at it from Jason Garrett's perspective, I mean, you know, that's his specialty. And some coaches out there are like that. You know, nobody has a problem with 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 um, with Mike Holmgren when he was coaching. Nobody had a problem with him doing it. Nobody has a problem with Andy Reid doing it. You know, nobody yeah, had a problem market. with Tom with, with uh, John Gruden doing it. You know, right. it, it it's possible to do it. You know what I mean? It's it's possible. You know, and Jason Garrett I think he's savvy enough on offense in order to be able to to handle, you know, both situations. I think he's savvy enough to do that. Well,
3: let's just be honest. The whole the the whole hiring of Jason Garrett from the get go is a big fiasco. He blew it from the get go. Cause you mm-hmm. don't hire an offensive coordinator before you hire a head coach. Head coach so right. let's just get that out uh, of the yeah, way. Yeah, that that yeah, the whole yeah, really thing started out wrong, and I think it's ending wrong. And all of a sudden, he's the head coach. If he's going to be head coach, you should have hired him at first as head coach. So starting he out what he wanted in the first place, right? Right. He got what he wanted in the first place. Somebody he can control. So uh, that's my opinion. about it. you blew it from already from the get go, and now you're trying to make it right. So I'm wrong. I just can't. I just can't
2: help but feeling like a fan. Like, like I feel like I'm selling. I feel like I'm just selling for Jason Garrett. You know, I know there are better right. options out there. I know I can. I know I can go out there and at least test drive some better cars, make negotiations to try to buy a better car. But you know what? I'm gonna go down the street and settle for this Kia because I got a Kia now, and I can just keep the same Kia I have. You know, that's kind of how I feel. I feel like we're selling for Jason Garrett and not. Giving other guys a chance to get out there and, and get them in.
0: I can't agree. To, I can't disagree that that's <laughs> that's not it. You know? I mean, I can't. I mean, I think Jerry is doing that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I say, I'm I'm trying to go get the Mercedes. You know, right. I'm trying to go get the right. Bentley and Coward. Right. You know what I mean? I'm trying right. to go out there and get it, but I don't think Jerry, Jerry's just not trying to do that. He's comfortable with, you know, that particular situation. You know, Jerry yeah. doesn't want to give up that much power, that much control. He just don't want to do it, you know, period. See, and one thing about general managers, you're supposed to be close to your players too. You know, general managers make those decisions right along with the, the coach on who's going right. to be on the roster and who's not. Not as far right. as who's playing, but who's going to be there and who's not. And let's not forget, Jerry Jones is the general manager. I just think sure he is. takes it just a little bit too far. Mm. Because he's saying David Bueller is going to kick. Not that he's going to be on the roster. He's going to get out there and do this right here. <laughs> know, he's not letting the head coach make that decision.
2: Yeah. Well, a quick update real fast before we go. Uh, OSU is on top of Arkansas 31-26. Arkansas is trying to come back. They got about 6-10 left in the fourth quarter. So everyone listening, y'all get a chance to go check that game out on ESPN. We'll be back tomorrow live at the same time, 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. We're on, of course, five nights a week. You listen to the RF Sports Radio Show. If you guys want to download the show, go to iTunes and do a search for RF Sports Radio and have it delivered to your iTunes device um, at your leisure to listen to whenever you want to. And we thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow night. It's been a great show. See you then.